0: Welcome to Tea Time with Mary. I'm your host, Mary Jolkofsky. I'm a former bikini fitness model turned self-love advocate. And this is the podcast that'll inspire you to love yourself. Hey friends, before we begin, I just wanted to let you know that this podcast episode is sponsored by my favorite books. Not literally, but I did create a book list for you with all of my favorite books for self-love, and body image, and self-confidence, and just overall self-healing and growth. I am a huge personal growth person, and to be honest with you, a lot of the things that I talk about come from the books that I've read. I'm a big reader, and I always tell my little sister, readers are leaders. And I love audiobooks, I love book books, I love Kindle, I love all the forms of books, just give me all the goods. So I decided to create a book list for you with my top 25 favorite books, and I actually add to this list, so there's probably going to be more than 25 books on it, but I have narrowed it down to top 25 books that you need to read to start the self-love journey. I'm not saying you have to read all the books right now, but you should have this list handy-dandy for when you're getting a book on Amazon or shopping in your Audible or whatever, so I've created this book list, and you can get it at maryscupoftea.com slash books, and I will also put it in the show notes. And let me know how you like these recommendations by screenshotting what you're reading and tagging me in your Instagram stories. I always love seeing you use my recommendations. It just makes my whole day because we're like a little community. So anyways, com slash books. Go get it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mary's Cup of Tea, the podcast. I am coming to you live from my closet. I am quite literally sitting in my closet in the dark with my computer and my microphone and recording this because remember, we're on a journey to improve our sound quality and the echo in my room is just not doing it. So, I hope this is better. I hope that Bethany can do her editing magic and make it that much better after the fact. Um, But I am experimenting. So thank you for bearing with me as we do this. So in today's podcast episode, I want to do something New Year's focused without it actually being New Year's focused. So keep in mind that you can use the exercises that we're going to talk about today not just around this whole new year, new me trend, but anytime that you want a reset in your life, anytime you want to upgrade your belief system, anytime you just need a little supercharge of self-love. I often come back to these journal exercises and these questions and prompts and visualization and mindset exercises, all that we're going to go through. But make sure that you actually put pen to paper and apply what we're going to talk about. So you can either treat this as like a guided journaling. So maybe you have your journal out and you could just pause it whenever you're actually answering the questions, or you can save the questions for later and then go do the journal exercise on your own. You can always just think about these questions. But in reality, unless you actually put pen to paper and you start writing stuff out, it's not going to have the same effect. So I invite you, if you don't already, to get a journal out or have every single intention to do so later. And let's get started. A journal exercise for self-love. So like I said, I wanted to make this New Year's focused without actually you know, being very adamant on New Year's because time is an illusion. So you can use this anytime, like seriously. So this is actually an exercise that I started doing... I believe January of 2018, so nearly three years ago, and I just did it for myself before recording this episode. So here is how I approach it. First, I write down a word of the year. So what is your word of the year? And for some of you, you had a word instantly pop into your mind, and that's the word that I want you to run with. For others, you're totally blanking. You're like, "Um, I don't know. There's so many things and I don't know what word. And for me personally, I had to like ponder this word of the year for about a week before it came to me. So don't put pressure on yourself to have it right now, but definitely keep it in the back of your mind. So when you think about your word of the year, I want you to think about what do you want to create this year in your life? How do you want to show up? Who do you want to be? What are some things that you want to tap more into or experience more? What is a mindset or what direction do you want to move towards this year? For example, my word of the year last year, and actually if you go back to the first Mary's Cup of Tea podcast episode, that first episode I told you that my word of the year was creativity. And this podcast was one way that I was physically manifesting my creativity is by pressing the record button and sharing my heart with you. I have also done some other projects to tap more into my creativity. But the funny thing is, is when I was doing like a little mini audit slash reflection of 2020 in this past year, I'm like, I don't really feel like creativity was the word to describe it. But then I did some deeper thinking and I'm like, wait a second, I started a podcast, I started taking art classes, I went back to ballet, I created a lot a lot of content, whether it's for social media or just for personal pleasure, I started journaling a lot, like more than ever, writing, Um, I have like a poetry note folder on my phone, and that folder has grown tremendously, like writing poetry. Um, My sister and I even doing arts and crafts like for for Christmas or New Year's or Hanukkah or whatever holiday I celebrate. I don't even know. I'm always so culturally confused. But anyways, for the holidays, I got boyfriend a scrapbook and I spent like 12 hours scrapbooking and it's not that good, but it definitely gave me time to tap into my creativity. And so the thing about your word of the year is it's not something that you're going to like preach to yourself all the time. Um, It's probably going to be more so in the back of your mind, but having a word of the year is so powerful because it's basically like an intention. Because it's always in the back of your mind, you're subconsciously doing things to forward that. And so I think that having a, a broader word of the year, it's a very like low pressure way to kind of do these like New Year's resolutions where you don't necessarily have to like write out all these things you're going to do or accomplish and make a big deal out of it. You can just have a word of the year and it's in the back of your mind. It's in your subconscious and you're kind of just organically living by it. And I really like the idea of that because personally, New Year's resolutions aren't my thing. I definitely have some things that I want to improve on or some goals, especially on my business. But I don't really like the timeline of New Year's resolutions, and I also don't like putting so much pressure on myself at the beginning of the year only to have that flame die out by February. So instead, I try to do things that are more like long-term and consistent and authentic and organic. That way, they're always within me as opposed to being this like to-do list. Because I think we can all admit that New Year's resolutions often turn into a to-do list. And instead of thinking about doing and doing and doing, I want you to just be. I want you to think about who do you want to be because you're a human being, not a human doing. So this word of the year is probably going to be some sort of state of being or something a little bit more profound than lose 10 pounds. It's going to be something that is more in in your character. It's more in your belief system. So creativity is one of those examples. My word of the year for 2021. And like I said, I pondered this for about a week before it came to me. But the word that just popped into my head was adventure. Adventure. I really like how that sounds. And this came about because I was thinking about how I don't want to work as much next year. I want to have more of a work life balance. And for me, life has, I, I just have this calling to make life more of an adventure. And I've had certain experiences this year that were just really great with like doing our first van trip. And now we bought a van and we're going to do all out van life next year. And I'm so excited about that. And also like visiting national parks and doing hikes and more things in nature. So I was always coming back to this idea of like, I just want to like relax and exist and be. But relax didn't feel right to me. It, maybe it is for you. I'm just telling you like what's going on in my head. To me, relaxing is more like relaxing, I guess, whereas I I didn't necessarily want to relax or do less things. I just wanted to do more adventurous things, like more things for the heart and the soul. So it's kind of this evolution of creativity. And now I'm moving into more of the like living aspect of it, I suppose, because um, creativity a lot of it was focused on the work that I do with Mary's Cup of Tea, and now adventure is more focused on the the things that I'm going to do with van life and our relationship and hopefully seeing new places and trying new things and that kind of stuff. So that is my word of the year. Please do not overthink your word of the year. It could be the first thing that pops into your mind. It could be a word that just feels good. It could be something you keep coming back to. Um, some examples, my business mentor's word is productivity. I think that's a great word. She's like, I feel like this year I have been working harder and I want to work smarter. Okay, productivity. Uh, For my partner, he said his word of the year is growth. And I think a lot of that is focused on his business growth. And that's amazing. Uh, Mine is adventure. Um, Yours could be love or play or learning or acceptance or self-care or anything you want it to be, okay? So the first thing, I want you to write down this word of the year. Now, my word of the year was adventure, right? Or it is adventure. So I'm going to say that the state of being for that word is adventurous. So in order to have more adventure in my life, guess what I need to be? Adventurous. So now the next part of this exercise is more of a visualization. So I want you to close your eyes right now. If you have your word of the year, if you don't, pause it. Pause this podcast. As much as I want you to listen to this podcast episode and get all my podcast ratings up, I want it to serve you more than anything. So if you don't have a word of the year, pause this episode, think about your word of the year, and then come back to this. Okay. So if you have your word of the year, keeping it in mind, I want you to close your eyes. If you're driving, don't close your eyes, but visualize a time when you felt the biggest embodiment of that word. So going with my example of adventure, when was a time that I felt the most adventurous in my life? The picture that comes into my mind is after the Bali self-love retreat last June. A couple of my Bali retreat sisters were staying in Bali extra time after the retreat. And we were all staying pretty close together. There's this one pretty trendy area in Bali called Canggu. And all of these these four women who decided to stay in Bali extra time, they were all staying in Changu. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm staying there too. And they're like, do you want to do something? And I was really tired. I had just hosted an eight-day retreat. I really wanted some time to myself, some self-care. And my answer was kind of like indefinite. But then they're like, we're going to go to this island called Nusa Panita. And Nusa Penita is an island. You have to get to get there by a ferry. It's like quite a drive out because first you have to drive to the other side of the island. You have to get on this ferry. And then you do all these excursions like on the island and stuff. So it's definitely something that I didn't want to do alone. Like I probably would have, but it was cool to have that invite. So I'm like, hell yeah, let's go to this island. And so we all woke up at like five in the morning and we met up at six with our driver and we drove out to the ferry. And from beginning to end, that day was just full of adventure from like the way we found our driver to the way we found our ferry boat, um, to all the beautiful places that we saw and took pictures at and the ocean that we swam in and the blue, blue water and the hikes that we did. And then the image that really pops into my mind is on the way back, you have to take a ferry back. Well, it was the last ferry of the day. And so it was completely full completely full and we're like oh crap we're late we're not gonna be able to get on this ferry and some of the girls had a flight out like back home the next day and we were like we really need to get on that boat if we're gonna make it home otherwise we're gonna have to figure out how to stay the night on this island where we don't even have reservations or anything at so anyways we get there and I don't remember how the events unfolded but I low-key flirted my way onto this boat and I asked them if we could sit at the front of the ferry, like where all the workers sit. You know how they kind of sit on the, I don't know the English word for it, but like on the front of the boat, like outside. So not inside, like in the boat, but on the outside where there's like water splashing everywhere and they're trying to like dock the boat and it's just like messy and wet. And so they were like, okay, but it's very wet. And I'm like, it's okay, wet is fine. And so we we're cruising. And at first, like, no water was splashing at us because we were going at such a low speed. And then all of a sudden, and we're sitting at the front of the boat, and they had this giant speaker. And they really like American music. And so these, the guys who worked on the boat, they're like do you want to plug in your music or whatever? And so I connected my my music to the Bluetooth speaker and I really like Tropical House. I mean, especially for island vibes. And so there's like Tropical House music playing in the background and all of a sudden the boat speeds up and water just starts eating us alive like this ocean water. And it was sunset and the water splashing in our faces and it is so uncomfortable and salty and we were wet and probably a little bit chilly. I mean, it was summer, but still. But the whole thing was just so funny and we couldn't stop laughing. It was loud, so we couldn't really talk to each other. And I just remember looking at all these girls who just came on a retreat with me and being on this island with them on this boat and like the front of the boat with all these amazing Balinese workers and the tropical house music and the ocean splashing our faces. And we kind of had this unifying moment of surrender where we surrendered to the experience and to (laughs) <laughs> the ocean waves, water splashing in our faces, and to us getting back safely. And just like, y- you know, how things just like magically work out in the best way possible? That was one of those moments. And I felt like my life was an adventure in that moment. Like it just felt so freeing, so liberating. Like I- I'm tearing up just thinking about it because I just remember how happy I felt and just so adventurous. So that's what I'm visualizing when I think about adventure. So I want you to take your word and I want you to visualize when was the last time that you really, really felt that way? Where were you? Who were you with? What was the setting like? What did it smell like? What did it taste like Feel like, sound like. I want you to bring in all of the senses and really take yourself back to that moment. Now this is a part where we get very scientific. So this is actually a methodology um, called neurolinguistic programming. And if you don't know, my background is in life coaching. So I have life coaching certifications and I'm constantly doing continuing education courses to make my retreats and workshops better. And I'm currently taking a neurolinguistic uh, practitioner course. So basically, it teaches you how to use language to retrain your brain to think differently about certain things and also, a lot of it involves self-talk. That's why it's neuro-linguistic programming. And one of my coaches who is literally like master in this arena, anytime I call her with any kind of problem, especially anxiety, because I've been calling her a lot with that this year, she will always say, okay, how do you feel now? I'm like stressed, anxious, scared. And she's like, Obviously, this takes a lot more time. I'm just simplifying it for you. How do you feel now? And then she's like, Okay, how do you want to feel? And I'm like, I just want to feel at peace. I want to feel calm and confident and who I am. And she always says, Okay, can you remember a time when you felt calm and confident? And I said, Yes. And she'll say, Okay, I want you to visualize that time. And she'll take me through like a guided visualization exercise to bring that memory back up. So the idea is that if you can tap yourself back into a moment, if you have felt that way before, then you can feel it again. And even though you can't change your circumstances right away, you can change your thoughts and feelings. And the easiest way to tap into the thoughts and feelings that you want to feel is by quite literally picturing a time when you felt that way. That brings back up all the energy, all of the feelings in your body, It's getting kind of spiritual and metaphysical, but you are literally tapping your subconscious into that moment. And when you live and breathe that moment and those feelings that come from it, that's when you start creating a life that is filled with more of those types of positive feelings. So it's truly amazing. And it's a mindset shift that you can do at any time. Like I said, how do I feel now? Validate yourself, validate your feelings. Be kind to yourself. Let yourself feel the sadness and stress and frustration and anger and whatever else negative that is in your body. And then whenever you're ready, ask yourself, okay, well, how do I want to feel? And then think about a time when you felt that way. Bring it back up in your mind and you will instantly feel that way. So as I was telling you that story about the most adventurous moment of my life that I remember being filled with adventure and this word of the year that I want to create, I, I already felt adventurous, right? Like I was already living and breathing that because I was, I was existing in that space. And like I said before, time is an illusion. So all of these memories, they are there for you to access, right? And you can do that at any time. So I'm going to take a little dramatic sip of tea and I want you to let that resonate. So we're on step two out of three, or we just finished step two out of three. So first, you're going to write down your word of the year, and you're going to think about a time when you felt that way. The last part of this exercise, and arguably the most tangible and logical, is you're going to write down some new beliefs to support you in creating that experience more. feel like I just said a bunch of words. Let me rephrase that. (laughs) So you are going to write down new beliefs about yourself. So basically the question is, what do you have to believe about yourself to forward your new intention, your new word of the year? So a lot of us, we walk around life believing that we are unlovable or unworthy. And these beliefs are often more specific, like nobody will like me if I gain weight or I feel like people treat me differently if I look a certain way or don't look a certain way or we have beliefs about what we're capable of or what we're not capable of or um, we have beliefs about what we can or cannot accomplish and we we carry all these things and we kind of just live by them, right? We have like a certain story in our mind and we're like, oh, I got rejected that one time by that one guy and so now I'm afraid that that'll happen again so I'm going to protect my heart. Right. And so that's a, that's an example, I guess, a personal example of how we kind of live by these beliefs because we've believed them for so long that they kind of end up affecting all of our future experiences. So we have to like acknowledge these things. And this is a whole, like, I do a two hour workshop about beliefs, at the beyond body online retreat and uh in-person retreats. So I'm going to really, really simplify it for you here. So that way it's very practical and tangible. But you have to ask yourself, what are 10 new beliefs that are going to support me in creating the life I want to live? Write this down. What are 10 new beliefs that are going to support me in creating the life I want to live? Now, just to illustrate how life changing this exercise can be, if you actually put pen to paper, These are some of my beliefs that I wrote back in, like I said, January 2018. And granted, this is when I had just left my very toxic abusive relationship back in Canada. Um, I moved back home. I was feeling so much shame about like coming back home. I had just transferred universities yet again. And I was just so like down on myself about the way my life unfolded with this move to Canada and then move back and this failed relationship and everything. And At the same time, I was trying to build up Mary's cup of tea and it was so hard and I was going to school full-time and I was working and I was just, it was just a mess. And I felt like old body image and food thoughts were coming back up because of, that's the way I knew how to cope with things. So I sat down and I wrote down my new beliefs. Here's one of my beliefs. I travel around the world hosting self-love retreats three times per year with enthusiasm, ease, and so much energy. My retreats of 15 to 20 women each sell out effortlessly, and I feel incredibly prepared to host transformational experiences for all of the attendees. They walk away feeling more self love than ever before. Keep in mind, this is before retreats were even a thing. This was just a dream of mine, but I wrote it as if it was coming true. Now, I know a lot of you have heard about manifestation and affirmations, and that's all cool if you're into that. I'm personally not. And here's where beliefs to me differ from manifesting or affirmations. So um, I think affirmations is more like chanting something that you don't really believe. Like, I am beautiful. I am worthy. I am awesome. (laughs) And it just feels shallow and not specific. So Firstly, your beliefs have to be very, 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 very specific. Notice how I said 15 to 20 women. I injected it with so much emotion, feelings, like I had specific adjectives to describe the new belief that I wanted to believe about myself and about my success in in work and this dream that I wanted to come true. Another belief that I wrote is, I am continuously surrounded by women I love who love, value, and appreciate me as much as I do them. That's another belief I wrote, and like I said, at the time, retreats didn't exist. And also, at the time, you may not know this, but my Instagram following was majority men. When I first started Mary's Cup of Tea, 83% of my followers were men. And I remember crying to my business coach, just bawling. I'm like, I just want to tear it all down and start all over because all these men from back in my bikini fitness days, they follow me and they leave gross ass comments and it's not the people I want to be reaching and I want to work with women, but women don't like me. Women don't want to follow me. These are old beliefs that I literally used to have. So (laughs) why would a woman want to follow me if that's what I believe about myself, right? So I wrote down that belief. And now I'm happy to say that 90% of my followers are women or people who identify as women. And it's just so profound when you change the way you think about things. I'm going to share with you two more. One about my relationship. Um, I have an extraordinary amount of love in my life. My partner loves me for me, accepts me for who I am challenges me to grow and respects me all at the same time. We travel the world together while building an empire and having extraordinary sex, love, and romance. That was a belief that I wrote about love. And granted, I didn't have a relationship then. I felt like everything in my love life has fallen apart and was kind of hopeless at that point. But these are things that I started living by, right? I started living by this. Last one, my little sister Alana and I are exceptionally close. She trusts me with everything, comes to me for advice, and enjoys every moment spent with me. We bond on the deepest level of sisterhood. And I know you're thinking like, yeah, of course you and your sister are close. But I am telling you, three years ago when I first moved back to Canada, my sister and I were not close. She used to say, you left us. You left us for Canada. You left us for our our relationship. And we really didn't have anything to bond over because we didn't see each other much. So even when I came back, we, I mean, we spent time together, but it was not like it is now. And it was not like the relationship that I was able to create with her with this new belief. Like it was truly, truly life-changing. Now, I just want to highlight that this isn't going to fix all of life's problems and make everything magically come true. The purpose of your beliefs is to create a new operating system for your life, a new engine, so to speak, right? A lot of people put shitty-ass fuel in a car in like a Mercedes, and I'm sorry, but a Mercedes needs premium fuel, and if you put shitty-ass fuel in it for a long, long time, then it's going to start breaking down. That's how these negative beliefs work is Yeah, you could be functioning, you'll probably be driving around, and maybe life is going to look great on the outside, but on the inside, over time, these negative beliefs are going to catch up to you, and they're going to break you down slowly but surely until you feel like you're suffering and suffering alone. When you upgrade the fuel in your car or the beliefs that you choose to think about more often than those negative beliefs, so remember, the key isn't to think positive. It's just about changing a little bit. Like, let's just make things a little bit more positive or at the very least, a little bit more neutral, a little bit more realistic. Not this negative doom and gloom, I hate myself and nothing ever goes my way kind of stuff because that is no way to live your life. So as a recap, first you're going to write down your word of the year. Then you're going to think about, visualize, feel a time when you felt like that word. And you're going to come back to this memory anytime you need a little pick-me-up, anytime you want to feel that more, okay? Then you're going to write down 10 new beliefs that are going to support you in forwarding this intention. What do you have to believe about yourself, about your love life, about your career, about your friendships, about your health, about your mental health, about your spirituality, about all these areas of your life. What do you have to believe? What is something new that you can tell yourself? And remember, make it specific. Make sure that you're feeling it as you're writing it. Give it lots of adjectives, lots of emotion something that I say at retreats is if you don't have goosebumps or you're not sweating or crying or laughing or having some kind of visceral emotion reaction in your body, like an emotional thing, like whenever I read my beliefs, I I get pumped up. Like you could probably hear it in my voice. I'm like, yeah, I'm here. I get goosebumps, like chills. I'm like, oh my God, yes, I feel that. Like if you don't have a fuck yes feeling in your body, then chances are you need to regroup and you need to come back, pen to paper, and do it like you mean it. Do this exercise like you mean it. Put your all into this. Tear through the page. Inject it with adjectives and specifics and feelings and just all the words that are that are going to make this very real for you. You have to feel it as you're writing it. This is why it's different from affirmations. You're not just chanting to yourself a bunch of stuff that you don't believe that sounds cool on an Instagram quote. You're actually making this very, very personal to you, okay? That is the key. And I'm telling you, I have never shared this exercise publicly before because it is very exclusive to the people who come to my retreats. But I know that it's going to be so powerful and life-changing, especially as we go into 2021, especially because we've dealt with so much crap in 2020. And I want to make sure that you are fully supported in that experience. And remember that you can do this exercise at any time. It's not exclusive to the new year. It's just a cool thing to do. For more self-love as you're going into a new chapter in your life. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I really, really hope that you apply it, i.e. pen to paper, okay? Let me know how it goes. I want to see pictures. Pics or it didn't happen, okay? Take a picture of your journal. You can blur it out if you're uncomfortable sharing, but take a picture Send it to me on Instagram, post it on your stories, tag me so I can see it because this is truly such powerful stuff. Like I said, I did it three years ago. I've done it every year since, and it has changed the trajectory of my life, not just circumstantially, but more so emotionally and how I think, see, and feel about myself. So I hope it does the same for you. I love you so, so much. Happy New Year 2021. Let's go. I'm ready, and I hope you are too.